0: The difference between postural therapy and like chiropractic is like you're gonna go in they're gonna manually adjust you but the problem is like it won't hold that position unless you're doing like activity or exercises to like combat that so in postural therapy you're working the muscles to realign the body to go back to its balance.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 155 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast, your weekly dose of entertainment, education, and inspiration to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. Chrissy Bowman is an LA-based postural therapist, co-owner of One Fitness and Therapy with Adam Davis, and a meat-based natural bikini athlete. Chrissy went all-in with fitness eight years ago after completing a bachelor's degree in communication at California State Long Beach and since then has been transforming hundreds of clients one-on-one to use postural therapy as the missing link to modern health and fitness. Chrissy is here to share practical ways to incorporate what is taught at One Fitness and Therapy, work, and train together as a couple. And check in with Coach Mark and myself to make sure she's going to win her first bikini competition at Lake Tahoe in 12 weeks. We are officially 12 weeks out. Getting pretty close. Chrissy and Coach Mark are both far more experienced coaches than myself. And it is truly an honor to have them both on the show to discuss what they are truly gifted with. Chrissy can be found on Instagram at ChrissyBow underscore underscore and at www.one. So that's the, the number one spelled out fitnessandtherapy.com and trust me when i say that you have to follow their new bangle cat loki on the gram at loki <laughs> underscore the underscore bangle 2.0 and we're going to talk more about that which is probably what i'm most excited about <laughs> 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 so for more on coach mark from dublin ireland check him out on instagram at fitness beyond as he is currently on contest prep as well Mark has been involved in about every two or three of our episodes ever since 120 with Wendy Evie, helping me coach all of our athletes with a health first mentality so that they can come back for more wins and stay injury free. If you would like to hear more from Mark, myself and Jonathan Griffiths from the UK, please check out our new show, Carnivore Coaches Corner on Spotify where we answer your questions submitted by email to admin at supersetyourlife.com, unpack frequently asked questions we all receive at our one-on-one consultations, and discuss trending topics in the low-carb space. We are four sessions into Carnivore Coach's Corner, and we'd love to chat with you there too. Mark and Chrissy, welcome to the show. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: Absolutely. So why is postural therapy the missing link in modern nutrition and exercise?
0: That's a great question. Um, So it's actually been almost 10 years since I I got in the realm of postural therapy. I think that's outdated. So, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) anyways, why I think it's the missing link, uh, this is my opinion, is, well, I'll back up and give you a little history about it so i was working at a gym that was part therapy part fitness and i just kept seeing people get injured on the therapy i mean on the fitness floor so in the gym Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was like a reoccurring thing and so to me i like thought that there was this disconnect between wellness and health uh and fitness and health uh you can be really fit and not functional so i kept seeing this disconnect so i find As I began to learn about uh, postural therapy, I was like, oh, this is the missing link, you know, like function and form are directly connected. So, you know, if you're working out in the gym with poor form, it's only a matter of time before you hurt yourself. Um, So to me, it was really like the foundation to health. uh, And really what got me into the method originally was my stepdad who had chronic back pain for, I think it was eight years. He's a golfer, loves golfing. Um, And he had tried everything like epidurals, Botox in his back. Uh, He had been, you know, through the medical realm of like Western medicine and Mm. he started doing the method and it was like working wonders for him. Uh, His pain was gone. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting. It just kind of like, you know, made me curious about the method. Um, And then that's kind of how I, you know, picked up the book, read the book and it just like resonated with me. kind of like carnivore, it just like resonated. So I was like, okay, like there's something to this. And it was very like simplistic in its approach, right? Like we all have the same blueprint of our skeletal system. Mm -hmm. So that just like made sense. We all have shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I mean, unless you know, you're missing limbs, but uh, outside of that, like we all have the same structure. So to me, that was like logical, could make sense of it. And that's really how I treat the body, like as a unit. Um, when I'm working with new clients and old clients, so yeah, that's kind of the, how I see it as the missing link. (laughs) Um, so I'd say back pain is like a, a big one people come in with, right. Either herniated discs, bulging discs, compression of the spine. Uh, Mm. and it can be different, like obviously depending on the person's history. So when it comes to overtraining, which, you know, deadlifting and all of these types of powerlifting moves, uh, can cause a lot of pressure on the spine and i'd say like a big component of this is like a lack of strength hip strength um and if you look at like a, a hip and a shoulder on an mri side by side they do look very similar they're both ball and socket joints so you have to make sure that like you're lubricating like almost like wd40 for the joints like there needs to be mobility and then there also needs to be equal parts stability so it can just be like a misalignment meaning like a hip elevation Or a shoulder elevation that can really like throw off your deadlift. And then doing that over time is where like the pain tends to show up. It's usually not like an overnight thing. I mean, symptoms can show up overnight, right? Like someone can sneeze and they're like, I threw my back out. But it's typically like over time that like the damage starts becoming more obvious. It's kind of like it's, your body will tell you when something's up, it'll whisper and then it'll get louder and it'll like start screaming. So my job is to like help translate that message of pain, not to like fear the pain, but really to like understand what it is that's going on. And then in terms of like rehabbing it, muscles move bones. So the difference between postural therapy and like chiropractic is like, you're going to go in, they're going to manually adjust you. But the problem is like, it won't hold that position unless you're doing like activity or exercises to like combat that. So in postural therapy, you're working the muscles to realign the body, to go back to its balance. So, I mean, I'd have to take your photos and like actually like do some functional tests to figure out like the root cause of why the back is triggered. And then we could have some more answers. Yeah, I see
2: I see, I see. see an awful lot of that way with clients as well. You can see there's an awful lot of wear and tear in the joints of uh, pretty sure. much bad, bad movements over the years. When they're doing squats, they could be doing it incorrectly, but probably bending over too much. The lower spine is getting affected if they're locking out their knees at the very, very top of the movement. Again, the cartilage in between the joints is reducedly going down as they get older, and they don't realize that they're actually doing more damage in those positions by locking out the locking out the knees, bending over at the hip, um. So yeah, I see an awful lot of that as well. I think it's I think I think it's the way we need to do it now is just it's all about safety. It should always be about safety when it comes to exercises. You need to make sure first of all does that exercise suit your stature. So everybody's completely different. Does it suit your genetics? Like I know for me personally, I used to love squatting when I was in my early twenties. Now that I'm in my forties, you wouldn't get me anywhere near a squat squat machine because I know I can get I can get better value out of like stationary machine, machines like a hack squat a leg press so I think yes through your life you should be basically gradually moving on to other things and not just focusing on one thing all the time
0: for sure and that's like so it's it's like part of our natural instinct to like if you watch your babies right like play when they bend over, they're not bending from their back, right? So we become like more spine driven versus like hip driven, which is where we yeah. were originally intended. You you watch a baby bend over and they like bend their knees, right? They're not like, Aww. oh, I kicked my back.
1: <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> that's so true. I, I had to stop and think about it. And I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. That's what that's, you know, like they
0: it. sissy squat, they squat yeah. all the way down. Yeah, like yeah. they're, they got it. It's just natural to them. Right. So, you know, part of our environment and like sitting all the time, it, it's no matter like no matter what we do we still have to work against the environment we live in to like maintain our health
1: yeah
2: yeah definitely
1: 100 absolutely um what's so what's like the most common issue that people come to you with is it is is it back pain is it upper cross syndrome is it what what, mm, what
0: type it's of- usually I'll- layers uh <laughs> right you peel away at one. Like, oh, i forgot about this mm. uh and it's funny because i see like trends like i i feel like last year, there was a lot of like, a lot of my clients were coming back with like reoccurring ankle injuries, which, you know, similar to what you had, uh, more recently, I've been seeing like a lot more hip symptoms. So like outer hip, uh, groin, and then back pains, like obviously one of the big ones, um, shoulder was trending like a lot more, I would say like a year or two ago not saying i don't see clients with shoulder pain but it's usually like shoulder pain linked with like some rotation in the pelvis uh and then once you you know focus on actually just getting the hips into a better position the rotator cuff and the shoulders fine um so it really like varies and it also depends on like the activity that that client's doing frequently right mm-hmm. if they're like a golfer or a tennis player they rotate a lot so like that can create a lot of issues as well
1: right Totally. Um, Going back to what you were saying about your, your, your body giving you signs and giving you signals and you need to notice and address those signs and, and listen to those signs. And then it gets to a point to where it's screaming at you to stop. Um, There's, there seems there there seems to be a real fine line too, to where it's like, um, particularly with compound lifts. Um, I feel like I can do great on isolation lifts some days, but then there's the days where it's like, I am dead set on like today, for example, hip thrust and we had an argument yes we had an argument what two days ago mark with jonathan right as to whether hip thrust was an isolation or a compound lift because you could make an argument for for either way i guess um but I, but i was looking at that hip thrust and i was like okay chrissy is not gonna hip thrust more than me this week <laughs> 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 she's gonna get on contest prep soon and i just want to make sure that, that my lifts keep keep going up and uh and that we stay one step ahead but uh, but I could tell I, I could feel my entire body screaming at me not to do any compound lifts and not to do not to do any squats or deadlifts or anything, um, because I definitely overdid that earlier in the week. So today was basically just kind of whatever I didn't get to forearms, abs, um, leg extensions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I did get did get 11 on, on, on 225. So where's uh, where's Adam up to now? Mm,
0: 265, I believe.
1: What? <laughs> Last time he texted me, it was 245. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: it's 245, but he could definitely, he's got more in the tank. Like he could do 265.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he has to do classic physique now too, because if he just does men's physique, then I'm, I'm not going to live with myself. If a men's physique athlete can hip thrust more than me, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, so- and to touch on what you were saying about like reading the science of your body. So like our muscle system and our nervous system, they're directly connected. So there's going to be days, right. Where you feel like, oh, I just can't do compound movements or it just doesn't feel right. And right. that might be because you're over, you're overloading your nervous system. So you mm-hmm. just don't have as much in the tank. And to be honest, like you might be, it'd be like training when you're sick, right? Like you're not really gonna, it could be worse for you to train than it is to take a rest day. Yeah.
2: So
1: mm-hmm. productive at that point.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and I, I completely understand that point because I, I see an awful lot of people when they go into the gym, they'll always pick a compound movement first, like a squat, something that's really going to be taxing the central nervous system. And what you don't realize is if you're putting an awful lot of effort into that movement, you're taking away the rest of the strength away from the rest of the workout. And if if we're going to be focusing more on safety and looking after our joints, I always favor getting two movements out of the way first. Get the legs nice and warm. There's something like a leg extension, a leg curl, maybe an abduction movement, maybe a leg squat. Get your legs primed and ready. So that squat movement, the depth on that squat could be a lot better. It could feel a lot better also. Whereas if you're coming into the gym and you're going straight from, you're coming into the gym, you're not warmed up properly, your hips are out of place, your leg your leg position is out of place, and you go down and that bar is on the back of your neck, it just takes one moment just one moment, just something get goes out of place, and you're pretty much screwed. And then when it comes to your central nervous system, if you're if you've got like, like two sixty on that bar, and you do like say four or five reps, and you can't do another rep, the rest of your workout is going to be pretty much pointless because you've got, you've literally destroyed your CNS system. Your CNS system is going to be fried, absolutely fried. So what what would you say about that?
0: No, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like it's it's knowing your limits, being able to like push your limits, but like knowing, okay, I'm extremely fatigued right now and it's going to work against me to like push beyond that because I'm then putting myself in a position to get injured. And, you know, if you think about like looking back on your life, if you've ever been injured, right, like there's usually uh there are a few things going on there's like a lack of awareness right whether you're distracted or multitasking do, doing too many things but at some point like usually leave the present moment uh, because you're trying to go faster or like you're trying to push more mm-hmm. um, and then an injury happens you know or mm-hmm. you have a lot of stress going out going on in your mm-hmm. life outside of the gym and it's kind of like you're trying to deal with that stress it's the body keeps score right so you need to be able to like, manage all of these different things in your world and uh, you know working out is just one of them but there's other mm-hmm. you know there's other forms of you know working through things i guess that's yep. my way
2: of it. complete yeah completely agree
1: absolutely hundred yeah. percent um speaking of Adam what is what what is uh what does a day look like for you training and coaching together I mean I'm sure you guys never argue no it's not like Taylor and I ever argue
0: or anything we never <laughs> never argue <laughs> uh yeah so we work in proxemics very close to each other I mean he's downstairs in the gym so I'd like to say that's his office and I'm up here uh, me and Loki so we do have like separation for the most part when it comes to like seeing clients Adam is like a machine like he he can just go 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 nine to ten clients a day I don't know I don't know how he does it I don't know how he does it honestly I'm like four or five tops and like emotionally my bucket's pretty full and I'm like that I feel accomplished, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he's definitely worked up to that. Like he didn't start working with 10 clients a day, but he does a great job at like, I mean, that's a muscle, that. just
1: like anything, anything else, right. Your, your emotional capacity to be able to, this is a people business and to have a for relationship sure. with every single client. Yeah. By the end of the day, um, that's something you got to work up to
0: <laughs> for sure. Um, and yeah, so in terms of like Getting along, Loki wants to say hi. Uh, no, he's totally welcome we, to say hi. <laughs> say hi. Um, so we'll typically have like breakfast together. I'll cook because he has like a thirty-minute break, and then so that's like at eleven. So we try to like block it off to where he has like at least enough time to like fuel his body. And then when it comes to training, we will usually train together because uh, he'll he'll give himself an hour. Uh, so it's very like short time, <laughs> but he's very. <laughs> very good at managing time. He's a Virgo, so.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so you're both you know coaches, I mean? and so when, so when you're working out together, are you just, like, completely, is it, is it, is it just kind of, like, that's your escape, and your time to just kind of relax in your time for you, or are you guys, like, picking up apart how you, like, your form on different exercises?
0: Um, I'd say, like, when it comes to training, he's in his little world, I'm in my little world, we'll help each other out, <laughs> Um, but it's not, like we pretty much put our heads down and focus just like to get the workout done within the like timeframe we have. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, I, I don't know if you guys are like this, but like, we don't need to coach each other because like we're our own critics. So if anything, like he'll, he'll say something to me and I'm like, I know. And so it's like counterproductive for us to like <laughs> yeah. give each other feedback unless we ask, right. That's the rule. Like, okay. Did I ask for your opinion? Right.
1: Yeah, um, I'm copied in a three way WhatsApp conversation with uh, Taylor and Coach Mark and, and and they're blowing up my phone because I'm just like seeing what they're communicating back and forth. And it's just like, wow, this is this is actually the greatest thing ever to have to have to have Mark help and Taylor, too, because then it's like um, it's just like just like you guys we're with each other all the time, all day, every day, raising kids together. And I work from home. Right. And so we have my office and the gym which are basically just two different offices <laughs> and we have to go back and forth and we're tripping over kids dogs emotional support animals whatever in the, in, the, in, the, in the in the process so uh sure. speaking of which um uh, Loki what's this what's the story on what's the story on the cat What's the story on 2.0 uh
0: honestly that was the only name that was open but I <laughs> it, it kind of worked out on purpose uh because Loki had been like previously rehomed. At least mm. more than two times. Um, so I just found it fitting. And yeah, he's three years old. We adopted him. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. So it was basically he was in a home with like three other cats and a newborn baby. And Loki's like very much a vocal cat. He likes to like talk <laughs> in the morning, especially at like 430. 30. That's so, definitely
1: typical of Bengals, right? They're pretty noisy.
0: For sure uh he's just talking chatterbox. In, it just
1: sounds more respectful <laughs>
0: yeah for sure he's he's a chatterbox so it's usually when they want something but uh yeah so they were scared that the bangle was gonna wake up the newborn and like you know cause issues with the other cats so that's why they were looking for a new home um and that's when we got looking which was like about a month ago
1: that's amazing yeah, yeah. um Z- Zion, does she go does she go like to airports with you and kind of and kind of go everywhere where you go like as your as your little buddy? Um, that's kind of um, Zion does for for whoever. So has-
0: it's a, it's a he, and Adam would get mad at me if I didn't like clarify that because I used to call him a she all the time. Was, like. <laughs> He was like, I don't know why people, everybody assumes cats are girls. Um and so, yeah, anyways, so so, same
1: thing with Zion too. What's his name? What's his name? Oh, well, good boy. Good boy. Good boy. I just give up. Everyone.
0: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's not binary. It's fine. Um, and he's like, no. So he hasn't been like on an airplane yet. Uh, he hates the car. He's very much like a dog in the sense that he is like territorial of the house. Like he, he's like a watchdog, but a cat. Right. So he'll just like, that's what watch he's doing right now. Yeah. Little, his, he'll just watch over it. And then, like, <laughs> our first road trip is actually next weekend. So we'll let you know how it goes. We're like taking him in a car to San Diego, staying in a hotel. So fingers crossed we don't get kicked out.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, what made you want to compete in the sport of bodybuilding?
0: Uh, I've always been like a bucket lister uh type of person you know like if I want something I just go for it uh and honestly it was kind of just it felt like it was just the next step like where we were at in terms of like our own goals uh I like training for something like if I don't have something you know to look forward to or train for I'm like oh I'm kind of I just kind of lose focus so I was like oh let's do a show I had been kind of like reading uh ketogenic bodybuilder the book right behind you um, and I was like, why are you reading that? You're not competing. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I said, was like, well, that doesn't mean I we won't compete. I said we and he's like, okay, I guess I'm competing now too. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of just like, uh, it was always on the back of my mind. So I just kind of wanted something like really challenging to look forward to.
1: And that's what I love and respect about you guys is is with as much experience as you have is how open you are to learning and how hungry you are to continue learning. You're not, you're not the, you're not, you're not the people that are like, Oh, I'm arrived. I, I I, know it all. I do this for a living. And that's the end. It's like, you're, you're constantly learning. You're constantly asking questions. I mean, every, every single day we're, 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 we're checking in at least three or four times a day ever since day one still. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're definitely like I'm of the mindset, like, you either grow or die. I think like if you just stay the same, if you're not like continually growing and learning. So, and when it comes to communication, like it's probably our pet peeve with like some of our clients that like are just missing in action. Like they have the busiest lives. We all have busy lives, you know, but like right. you make time to communicate and like, we we value that with our clients. So we we try to give that to our coaches as well.
1: Yeah, well, you 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 clearly set the example in that way. Um, I think the the most interesting thing that we've been going over the last four or five weeks has just been difference in training backgrounds too, because the way that the way that you guys train, and that's why I was so confused after after we started working together. And you're like, "What's with all the high reps?" And I'm like, looking at you guys, like, "Are you kidding me? Look at your physiques! Like, you 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 guys have trained like like you know for for bodybuilding before, right?" (laughs) And you're like, "Not really." and then so yeah. and then we were arguing about Romanian deadlifts it's like which like knee, knee, knees knees over toes how do you hit your quads how do you hit your glutes and it's like well if you're thinking about it as a bodybuilder then your whole goal is to get your mind inside the muscle but if you're teaching it with a postural therapy background i mean you have a whole different purpose for the exact same exercise really for sure so it's been it's it's, it's been a, a big learning curve for me um seeing how you guys train too for sure
0: I think like to that point too, it's like, there's different ways to skin a cat, right? I'm not not skinning my cat, but (laughs) when it comes to like skinning a cat, like there's different ways to produce the same outcome. And I think like, as long as you have a strong reasons why you're doing it a certain way, you know, and like, you have evidence that that works, then we're all for it. We're willing to try it, you know? But I think like Adam's definitely of the sense, like he wants to make sense of it in his mind, uh, like when it comes to anatomy. He's definitely like that. And then, yeah, what for me, I'm like, okay, like, where am I supposed to feel it? You know, like, to me, a move isn't uh, effective if like, I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish. So we like just like the logical aspect of like, this is what you're supposed to feel. And like, you know, there's, it's funny, because you can have compensations kick in during a workout, right, which is like Mm -hmm. part of that's part of training. But then at the end of that, you should start to get to the function of the movement uh which Mm. is the goal and you know sometimes that's time under tension sometimes that's doing five reps of 15 or five sets (laughs) of 15 you know it can be. it could be different ways you get there yeah Um, but we like like knowing why and adam's like so he's like am i annoying them like i asked so many
1: questions well well no i see I, i i love it because because i i just i i don't think i've had um people that are quite as inquisitive as you and, and coach Mark really. But um, what we're, what we're used to is people saying, Hey, I need a workout plan. Let me know what to do. And then bam, and they do it and then they're just ready for the next one. And, and, and for and for, and for you guys to go, okay, but why would I do this? Why why would I, why would I do uh, these lifts first in this order? Or Why would I not just superset these or whoa, what's with the rest mm-hmm. time on this workout versus the last workout? I mean, those are the questions that make me stop and think and go, Okay, um, let's go back to the basics. This is the reason that I do it. Why do you, Why do Why do you do it that way? And we can and and, and, a, and a lot of times we just have different means of coming to the same goal. For sure. Yeah. Um. So you were meat based before, con- and you made a a, a really good story by this too. By the way, yesterday. Yeah. Um. And I mean that basically sums up every, kind of kind of the answer that I was looking for here. But uh, you were meat based before contacting Taylor and and, and myself. Um. Why is that?
0: Why not? No, (laughs) Um, we we honestly just kind of grew into it. Uh, Our experience with carbs was kind of like a love hate relationship, and it was a little toxic. If I was to be honest, Um, like we just couldn't handle it. We couldn't control it.
1: Yeah, Um, I I can't either. Most people can't when they get on. So yeah.
0: (laughs) And to me, like we're both kind of control freaks in a sense. Um, (laughs) And like, if you can't have control over something, sometimes giving up the control is. Is freedom. So that's kind of how we transitioned into carnivore. Um, and then from there it just turned into like, I feel my best, this doing this lifestyle. Um, and it was the simplest approach. So yeah, we kind of it transitioned from like, you know, keto, then animal based with fruit. We tried the fruit, we tried without. You know, (laughs) you make little tweaks and like fine-tune.
1: See what you can get away with,
2: what you can't.
0: For sure. (laughs)
2: I think everybody goes pretty much the same route, don't they? They always try. They always cut out the carbs. They'll, they'll find a way. They'll probably go high protein. They'll probably go to keto route, but eventually it just leads down to carnivore, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: And oh, then the carb
0: what... cycle.
1: Carb <laughs> cycle is that, yeah. One of my real good friends was giving, me a, was giving me a hard time. He goes, you've gone from one diet to the next, to the next, to the next over the course of your life. What makes you think the carnivore diet is the best? And I was like, bro, all carnivores get there the same way first this is what i did first you you do if it fits your macros just because you're trying to find something and that's like the most popular and most appealing okay you do that for a while and then you figure it out and you go wow there's a lot of these foods that just really don't ever agree with me and nothing ever good comes from eating them so you get rid of those and then you refine it and then you're kind of like paleo paleo hybrid and then you go hmm, i'm feeling better the more animal-based foods that i eat and so let's just have less of the plants and then you go wow I'm feeling great on keto, actually. This is awesome. And then after a while, you're like, you know what? My body's just craving more of the meat and less of the plants. And then you go carnivore and you're like, wow, that last 10% made a really big difference. <laughs> for sure.
0: All Mark, right. How long have you been a carnivore?
2: Uh just over a year and a half now. Okay. I was I was I was pretty much like yourself, Prissy. I was on I was on keto for a while. Um, yeah. and then the whole carb thing was just destroying my stomach. So I, I knew I had to do something. So I just I went pretty much down the keto route. It was okay for a while but I knew so I was I was getting these digestive issues and I knew it was just I was just eating too much vegetable and my fats were kind of like a one to one ratio with protein but I knew there was something going on. So this is when I said to myself okay let's just take the fat let's just take the fiber out and let's just focus on pretty much fats and proteins. And ever since then my inflammation went down and I felt so much better. My energy in the gym was so much better. So I just said, right, you know what? I don't I actually don't need to go back to do the vegetables anymore or the carbohydrates anymore. Um, and that's when I just said to myself, right, I'm actually gonna teach this. I'm actually gonna coach people how to do this. Um, and ever since I've done that, like I've seen huge, huge changes and listening to like Colt and the likes of Robert Sykes and all those kinds, I'm learning more about this because over in our country. Nobody talks about keto. Nobody talks about carnivore. It's all like just a standard six meals a day, eat your carbs, eat your proteins, all this kind of stuff. But the minute they hear keto or carnivore, it's just like it's just big, big red flag. So unfortunately, we're a small fish in a big pond at the moment. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. What do you
0: find is like the biggest red flag that you hear from people that have never heard of carnivore? Is it like the heart disease or? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just basically, if you eat too much red meat, if you eat too, eat too, too much saturated fat, um, you're going to die. You hear from the doctors, You'll get I'll get clients coming back to me. Like I deal with an awful lot of clients that have health issues, like especially PCOS, thyroid issues. They'll go to their doctor, the doctor will put them on HRT and say, listen, you're going to be on this for the rest of your life. There's nothing else I can do. And it's just like, wow. Like you're not giving them any nutrition information at all. You're just putting them on a pill. Um, and it's very, very hard to push them over my side because you have to educate them. It's not its not as easy to say, like, listen, if you come over with me, I'm going to put you on carnivore and I'm going to fix your life. It's basically you have to gradually bring them down to your level. So they need to start with the carbohydrate and then you need to show them basically as they're improving, you give them a reason why it's improving. Your, your inflammation is going down because of this. Your body's getting better because of this. Your energy's getting better because of this. And the more you educate them, then the more that circle just keeps going round and round and round. And then they tell their, they'll tell they tell their friends, like, listen, do you hear about this carnivore? Do you hear about this keto? And the more we do that over here, and I'm hoping the more we educate over here, the more it will grow. But it's going to take a bit of time. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's all about everybody's just scaring everybody over here. The minute you hear keto, carnivore, you'll get everybody saying, like, listen, you're scaring people. You're scaring people, <laughs> but people, people don't realize that. Like when they talk about cholesterol, you need cholesterol. Cholesterol is for your, it's good for your brain health.
0: Remarker, mm-hmm. do you have like a hundred percent of your clients that are carnivore, or what's the percentage? I'd
2: say about ninety five percent.
0: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, wow. but n- 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 not one of them started off a carnivore. Though. Not one of them. Yeah. Wow. We all started. We all started off. with just clean clean carbohydrates, like complex carbohydrates, sweet potatoes, rice. Um, and then every week, then we'd have a check in. I'd have a look. I'd have a look at their body, but I was I was never looking like how they looked. I knew I knew they'd lose weight because yeah. their 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 food intake was very very low. But I was I was I was I was mainly focusing on the digestive part of it. So I was like, oh, how are you feeling? Are you still bloated? Do you feel good? All these kind of stuff. And most of them would always come back to me and say, listen, yeah, I look great, but I still feel like crap. I was like, bingo, okay, this is where I need to paper i need to titrate the carbohydrate i need to increase the fats and then that's what i usually do i just uh, adjust the macros to what they want to do so if they want to lose weight i'll always increase the fats a little bit bring the full protein down if they want to build muscle i bring the protein up and bring the fat down and they can see for themselves once you have the salt in there nothing has pretty much changed they're getting great pumps they look even better they look even leaner and they feel great they just feel great in general and which is a good thing and i've always i've always said your health should be number one you should be. You should be focusing on. You should be focusing on the way you look. Focusing on your health first, and everything else will get a lot better. One hundred
1: percent. On that note, um, so her macros right now are one hundred and thirty grams of protein, uh, twenty grams of carbs, basically just trace carbs, and one hundred and sixty-five grams of fat. Um, she's at. I would. I would say about. 12, 13% body fat, right? We're not, um, we're not, we're not tracking your body fat. We're just going, we're just going by pictures and, uh, going by what the judges are looking for. Judges don't care what their body fat percentage is. <laughs> um, but let me put it this way. She could, she, depending on the, on the show and how conditioned they want their athletes to be, um, she could step on stage today and probably get a first place trophy, <laughs> um, at a, at, at a, at a lot of different shows. Um, Again, depending on whether they're looking for mass or whether they're looking for conditioning, the show that she's doing is going to require a bit, a bit more strict conditioning than what um, the, than what the sport of bodybuilding has kind of required in the past, as far as, as, as far as the bikini category goes. So yeah. um, I'm thinking about an eight week cut and between now and the next four weeks, cause it's a, cause we're 12 weeks out, um, Keeping these numbers the same and just trying to keep them as high and even keep increasing if we can, without her losing any um, any of the definition that she has. You're 118 pounds right now, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And what's the what's
0: the hunger like, Kirsty? I'm not that hungry. (laughs) I just have to make sure that I don't space my meals out too far. Does that make sense? Okay. I can't fast for too long. Okay. Well, I wouldn't change anything. I think everything's okay. If everything,
2: if there's no hunger signals there and she's maintaining her weight and she's maintaining her strengths, I don't see any reason why you need to change anything in the next four weeks.
1: Okay. I was just thinking about increasing to try to bump up her metabolism and capitalize on that just a little bit so that when we do start cutting it four weeks out, or excuse me, eight weeks out, then we have more to pull from.
2: You could do that, but I think it's a very, very short period to do that in. Four weeks is a very, very short period. It's not it's not long at all. If you're, if you're saying to me like two months, three months, I'd say, yep, definitely. But I think four weeks is too short to do that. I think at the moment, we're very, very close. She's very, very close to being eight weeks out. So I would say, listen, just let's maintain everything. She feels good. She has no digestive issues. She, uh, Her hunger signals are fine. She's maintaining strength in the gym. Um, so is she going to gain a lot of muscle in the next four weeks? Maybe, maybe not. I would say No. You're probably going to gain probably a half a pound, maybe a pound. Is it going to make a major, major difference to what you you look like in stage in, in say, eight weeks' time? I don't think so. So I think at the moment, let's maintain the weight. Everything is good. Let's just keep chasing numbers when you're in the gym. Keep getting stronger. That should make a massive, massive difference when you step on stage. I think the only thing you need to focus on now is the volume. The volume needs to be adjusted after the next four weeks. So if you're doing high volume now, it will definitely have to be adjusted. Probably at least four weeks before you step on stage. The yeah. lower. Yeah, definitely. So anything like supersets or drop sets or anything like that would have. I would. I would definitely take you four weeks before you end. Up, before you step on stage. Every everything just straight sets because you want to save your energy. If you're doing too much, uh, output energy output in the gym. That's going to increase your appetite. That's going to increase your sugar levels. And that's when you're going to be craving a lot more food. So we want to keep everything nice and tight. Um, so when you're a few weeks out, all you're doing is you're not doing any cardio. Your energy output is going to be very, very low. You just need to get into the gym. Keep chasing those numbers. Keep tra- keep chasing. Try and hold on to strength as much as you possibly can because that will actually show when you're on stage. Because like the, the last eight weeks of your prep, you've already built the muscle. So mm-hmm. the last eight weeks is just gonna be basically just taking most of the fat off the body. But the judges will want to see more than that. So I would say let's just maintain everything the way we are and just keep chasing strength. That will make a massive difference to your body because you will look more dense than when you step on stage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's really- definitely like right now, it's definitely more calories than I've I think ever eaten.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Consistently yeah so I think i'm like I way think- nicer which adam probably loves but yeah. like- it's amazing what
1: happens when you take carbs out of the equation isn't it and that and that, that's why we don't even talk about calories it just doesn't add up it's, yeah. it's a lot more hormonally that's happening yeah and i think i was 120,
0: 120 when i first when we first jumped on mm. or started in terms of like ratio but like i was yeah. hungry
2: mm-hmm. yeah And are you thinking about Colt raising the protein up or lowering the protein up when
1: she's a few weeks out? Uh dropping it. That'll be the first thing. Yeah. I'll start start pulling the protein first.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. Definitely.
0: Yeah, one thirty is like actually hard for me to hit sometimes. (laughs) It's only ten grams and I was eating, but like it's because I don't (laughs) have like yogurt anymore, right? And like sometimes if I eat that amount of ground beef, like I get just nauseous. (laughs) Mm. And I'm like Wait, go ahead. I guess like my question for you guys is like when you do feel like nauseous, like you're overeating, like you're eating more than is comfortable, <laughs> do mm. you just push through it or what do you suggest? Like separating the meals? Separate the meals. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I know Colt is a big fan of like one or two meals a day. I'm a big fan of like spacing meals out about three or four times a day because of that reason. If you're eating a load of protein, if you're not able to eat it in one sitting, then mm-hmm. eat it a couple of hours later. There's no, there's no issues as long as we're getting into your body and you know because i'm not a big fan of force feeding i think force feeding mm-hmm. can lead to major major issues in the gut some people can absorb that protein no problem in one sitting i for one i'm not one of those people and i know talking to you right now you wouldn't be one of those people either yeah
0: yeah i think like i try to fit into too bad. But I'm like, it's still kind of painful. Like if I don't get enough in the morning, Mm -hmm. so ideally I could do like two bigger meals and then like a snack, you know, or a burger patty or something in the burger patty. I
2: think. I think the two meals will work when Mm -hmm. you're eight. When you're eight weeks out, or even one meal, because that way you're not thinking about food all the time. Yeah. And if you're just sitting down and one sitting and just eating that meal and that keeps you full then for a couple of hours, then that's suitable. Whereas if you're like. I can pretty sure if you're like four weeks out from your show and you've got like four meals, you're going to be constantly thinking about your next meal. And it's going Mm -hmm. to be always like that. Whereas if you have like two big meals or even one big meal, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I've just got I've just got to do what I have to do throughout the day. And I just have to have have that big, big meal. So you'll, you'll know yourself basically in the next couple of weeks what your body actually requires and what your body does not require. For sure. But I definitely okay. think at the moment, because you're eating a lot of protein and you're struggling to eat it, I would actually break it up into just one more meal and just have, say, three meals a day. Okay. I'll try that. Anything, yeah. anything that's anything that's easy on your gut and you're feeling good, then it's, 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 there's nothing to, no, nothing to worry about.
1: Okay. Very well said. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, in 12 weeks, you're going to be in the best shape of your life, Chrissy. And 12 weeks later, I want you to be able to say the same thing. And 12 weeks later, I want you to be able to say the same thing.
3: Hey, everyone. Coach Taylor Milton here. Welcome to Skullbells TV, the official YouTube channel of supersetyourlife.com, where you're going to discover a weekly upload of quick and easy to follow workout tutorials featuring Coach Colt, myself, or one of our athletes to keep your workouts fun, practical, and effective our family's latest keto carnivore recipes that fuel Colt's competitions and keep myself and our kiddos strong and healthy, video uploads of the supersetyourlife.com podcast, now over a 100 episodes, your weekly dose of entertainment, education, and inspiration to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym, and much more. Last thing before we get into the video, we're asking a big favor from you. This has been working beautifully, so if you would please Think of someone you care about that would benefit from this video. Go ahead and smash that like button. Click the share button and text this video to them. That would mean the world to us. And while you're at it, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss more exciting content from School Bells TV because our team has lots of meat and lots of muscle coming your way. And I promise you won't want to miss it. When you hit the subscribe button, you'll see a bell icon pop up you want to click that too. So you're notified every time we release a new video. Thank you so much for the support. It means the world to us. Every like share and subscription helps our channel grow and supports our family's hard work. So thank you so much for doing your part too. That's all we ask. God bless you and please enjoy this video.
0: Cool. And then I when have, it I...
3: comes to like eight weeks out. Is it like
0: oh, you're in cut? Is it like you're jumping off the edge? Or is it like, no. you know, like what to expect? Just curious. It's going to be like, it's going to just
2: titrate down slowly.
0: So okay. it'll,
2: it'll feel like probably just one, probably one less bite of a food. So that's, you don't want to go down too low. If you if you do a massive, massive drop, that's going to affect them. That's going to affect the hormones. It's going to affect the metabolism and it's going to screw the whole system up. Whereas if you bring the food down nice and slowly, and then when you're state, when you're stage lean, and everything's all over. It's about just reversing the diet back up the same way. So let's say you were dropping down five grams of protein up towards, up towards the show. When the show is over, you're going to do the exact same method on the way back up. So the worst thing you want to do is jump in straight into your reverse diet after your your after your um your, uh, your show. And you bump, those, you bump that you food up really, really high. That's just going to mess up. That's just going to mess with hormones. Your metabolism is going to be all over the place. You're going to be screwed up big time. So if it if it took you if it took you eight weeks to get stays lean, mm-hmm. do the exact same, do the exact same protocol to get out of it again. If
1: that makes sense. It takes yeah. about so take it. Of time. I don't think we'll have yeah, to take back it very hard though, because I think right now her body is just gonna naturally tell her that it's okay to scale yeah. back a little bit on both. And that'll realistically probably happen to about six weeks out. Um, yeah. what we have on Excel spreadsheets is great. She's not nailing the numbers exactly like to the crumb. There's days where correct me if I'm wrong. You'll have a little bit more, a little bit less, depending on what your what your satiety signals are, are telling you. Um, and I, and I think just paying more attention to that and less to the spreadsheet um, a little bit um, as a little bit more every single week as we progress towards your show is going to be a natural smooth transition out of this uh, semi lean bulk that we're in right now to really getting you dialed into exactly where you need to be when you set one stage. Yeah. We'll have have to start getting strict. I don't know, probably about four to six weeks out. And then that's where it's like, okay, sorry. Yeah. I don't care. I don't, I don't care how much ghrelin is, is, is talking to you right now, but, uh, this is what's on paper and this is what we have to do to win (laughs) those. And then those are the conversations that we have when we start getting closer
2: and at this stage chrissy we want to make sure our stress levels are pretty much fine so you don't want to be adding any more stress to your body at all so this is what i was saying about your volume this is what i was saying about your volume in the gym your your workouts in, in the gym will probably be a half an hour very very close to the show very very close to the show you and you don't want to be doing any excessive amount of cardio you, as i said you don't want to put any stress in your body at all you, you probably won't need to take every set to failure It'll be just probably maximum blood work or sorry pump work all the way up to the show because you've already, as I said, you've already done that. Um, you've already built the muscle in the off season for that last four weeks. There's no point in you going into the gym and stripping down the muscle and tearing down the muscle because it's just going to be pointless. It's just going to hinder your progress.
1: The, and and you don't have the fuel to even to to even give it and and to exactly, work, yeah. work out to work out. Yeah. So there's, there's just yeah. it's so counterproductive to to over to overtrain that close to a show. Sorry, Mark.
2: Pro. Yeah, no, I got an, I completely and completely agree. And then, out of a lot of
1: experience doing that, <laughs> you don't want to do it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no. It, right now, it's it. supposed to be like high volume in terms of like training.
1: This is, this is the this what is the volume that you'll have um, for for the next for the for the for the next twelve
0: weeks. Yeah,
1: it's just Because
0: okay. yeah. like even right now, like doing like some of the like reps, it's definitely higher than I'm used to. <laughs> Like he comes from weight training, but I don't really come from like a background until I met him of weight training. So it's still mm-hmm. like, to me, it's a it, when you say stress Mark, I'm like, Oh, well, it's somewhat like more stressful than I'm used to only because we were doing like maybe 10 to 10 to 12 uh, sets or sorry, reps. I'm getting reps and says uh, reps in each set. And we were only doing like three sets
2: mm. and now I'm doing
0: five of like 10 or 20 <laughs>
2: And are, are all those sets the failure?
0: Yes. <laughs> mm.
2: See, that's what that's why I'm I'm a little bit against that because I'm always saying this to Colt. If you're doing like five sets of say 10 to 15 reps, reps, if you go all out on that one set and give that set everything, you will not need to do that ever. You will not need to do that set again. Whereas if you're just if you're just going into that set and you're doing five sets of that same exercise, your your workload is probably only 70% on each of those sets. Whereas you should be giving your, you should be giving that set nothing but a hundred percent, one hundred percent. So have you taxed the body, have you focused on negatives, have you focused on positive reps? Like how how are you moving the weight? If you completely destroy the muscle in that set, your body will tell you, listen, I don't want to do that set, I don't want to do that set again. And when you do that, that's when but that's when growth occurs a lot faster.
0: Yeah, I think there's certain exercises that are more taxing, like Bulgarian split squats. Uh yeah. <laughs> that I just like there's also the emotional self that's like, I hate this. Um, but then there's like the physical, like this is I can't do one more. And then I still have like a whole nother set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I
2: notificate.
1: So if you have a day like that, like on because cause like like uh, your your glute workout A. So she's doing a, a five day week split right now, pal. Um, we were doing four days a week, but the glute workout that we wrote for her was taking too long. So we split it up into what she's doing now is Mondays, glutes, Tuesdays, upper body. Thursday is quads and hamstrings. Excuse- uh, Wednesday is quads and hamstrings. Thursday is upper body again. And then, yep. and then Friday is, is, is glutes. So I'm trying yep. to spread out her, her leg work. As, as so much
0: that's more- probably why, cause like the glute day that we split, I just did today and yesterday. And so I was yeah. like feeling it because it was just, it was. <laughs>
1: yeah, because we just made both. that change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I for told sure. her, I was, I was like, for this one week, you're going to have two work, glute workouts back to back. I don't know. You can probably get away with it, but next week, the new pattern starts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and what's, the, what's the recovery looking like, Tracy? Is it, is it good? Are you recovering very quickly? What's going on?
0: Yeah, my recovery is pretty good until then I hit the gym and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like fatiguing a lot faster. So I guess that's that's would say that I'm not fully recovered.
2: (laughs) Yeah that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Training five days a week.
0: Yeah. So I think if I moved this training to maybe Saturday, uh, it'd probably be a little bit more doable. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because you have to today. You know, instead of like two days back to back.
2: Yeah. So why? Why? The reason why I'm saying that is because this is what I'm saying about when you come when you get close to when you get close to the show. Mm-hmm. I would be making. I would be making sure you're not training five days a week. You should. I would be saying you're probably gonna be in the gym maybe two, maybe maximum three times a week, max.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you're probably at doing that point. You're now. just
0: trying to like work with what you got, right? Yeah, and just like you're, and, really show and,
2: and, uh, Yeah, and this time you're gonna be focusing more on recovery than your workouts in the gym. Your workouts in the gym is gonna keep you ticking over. But your recovery is going to be so important because again, we're going to go back to course at all we want to make sure the stress levels are perfect there's nothing getting in the way of that because if you're if you're getting really really stressed leading up to the show your body's mm-hmm. actually going to retain your your body's going to retain a lot more water
1: yeah so those those uh bulgarian split squats for the glutes that's a stressful exercise so doing five sets of those is going to be too much on monday okay so yeah let's t- so let's take let's take off at least two of those sets right right mark and yeah and and re- and replace that it's a it's a pretty short workout um all all together minus just that which is why i didn't have her doing anything else after those exercise after that particular exercise but um after this conversation now i'm i'm kind of rethinking it and thinking that less of that and um more of an isolation exercise would be better huh
2: yeah definitely I, from what I've been hearing so far, I just think there's way too much volume. I think you're training too much intensity throughout the whole week. I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to take one day off and just trade for, and just train four days a week.
1: Yeah. We were, we were doing four days a week. And then that, and then we, we actually just changed it to five days a week. But, um, are
2: you
0: maintaining strength, Chrissy? Are you getting stronger or are you getting stuck or what's going on? Um, in some moves, right? Like my hip thrusts are going up. So in weight, mm-hmm. uh, but then when it comes to like split squats, because I'm, so for the last set of 10, like I could, I couldn't even, I started at 22.5 with dumbbells mm-hmm. and then, uh, I had to go down. I did three sets with 22.5. Then I did 20 by like the last set of five, uh, mm-hmm. or last last set of 10. I had to do body weight cause I could like barely, <laughs> barely do it. And then after that it was kickbacks, which 20 reps on each leg. Normally I could do like 20 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, 15, <laughs> barely. And I couldn't even pump out the last 20. Uh, it's just the number, I guess it's when I get to set four, I'm like, I, I can barely move.
3: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, can- in
0: some, in some of, with the, with the high rep exercises, uh, my strength, is definitely decreasing. Uh yeah. but when it's something that's doable, I feel like I can push the strength. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I honestly I, think, I honestly believe it's too much. And how many warm-ups are you doing for each exercise?
0: Um I usually just cut the weight in half and do a warm-up set. Just one. Just one set, one warm up and then you'll do four working sets. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I would be saying like listen, do one warm-up set, maybe one or two warm-up sets. And then mm-hmm. that last set then that's that's your main set. I think if you do that, I think your, your recovery process will increase and your strength will go up in the next four weeks.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean like, and then in terms of week to week, like it's still, I'm progressing, but then as the week goes on, because I feel like I, my, (laughs) I'm just tired. um, (laughs) My body, then then I start. So depending on where the workout's programmed is when I have like peaks and valleys. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Here's here's a suggestion. What if we undo what we just did going from four days to five days a week? And then mm-hmm. we took another look at the glute workout that you have. Because my the, the, the reason that I wrote it that way was because I, I want you disproportionately focusing on glutes and shoulders, right? Which is what which is why we're um which is why we have more volume in these. Uh j- just for the record, pal, she's not doing that kind of volume on every single exercise. This is yeah, this I know, I
2: know,
1: yeah. We're we're specifically focusing on glutes. Um yeah. But if that, but if that's too much, which it's, which it sounds like it is, then what if we
2: just,
1: what if we just go back to the same workout, Chrissy, that we were doing before and just reduce mm-hmm. the number of compound lifts that you had?
2: Yeah. See, there, just, just, just add one quick point there. The reason why I'm saying lower the volume to four days a week, because when you look at your, your growing muscle, you don't grow muscle in the gym. You grow mm-hmm. muscle outside the gym. So what you do outside the gym is probably more important than what you do in the gym. You're breaking down muscle in the gym. So if you think by going into the gym and actually doing more to build more muscle, you're actually going backwards. So mm-hmm. this is why your days off are very, very important because when you take those days off, it'll get you ready for those next sessions the day after. So when, mm-hmm. it, when it does come to like your glue-focused day these are going to be like your big compound lifts, like your hip thrusts and your squats and stuff like that. So by you having a day in between those those um, set days, you're going to feel a lot stronger in the gym. Whereas if you're going from one day training session to another day training session to another day training session, you're not allowing your body to recover for you to go into the next, go into the next day and improve your performance in the gym. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Totally, yeah. And I mean, like the first, when we first started the phase one, uh, cause it was four days, right. Um, uh, I felt like I could increase strength, like, because they were so different, different body groups, like on each day. Um, uh, and it just felt like more manageable, but isn't that funny? You get like used to a program and you're like, Oh, it's time to start a new one. <laughs> so yeah, there was like things about that one that I was like, just getting comfortable with that. I like really like felt like I was progressing. And then, you know, then you have to start a new program which is a part of the journey but uh yeah this new one just feels it does feel like a little much and also like in terms of history like sumo deadlifts I think I've done like twice in my life (laughs) like prior to this so it's like I'm also trying to get familiar with like the move and I'm like okay this is and I'm trying to push the weight so I'm like there's a lot of like things I'm still like learning in that process um so I guess I like to know like as a student like what the priority is like am I trying to push weight am I trying to target time under tension am I trying to hit the reps and not complain about like finishing the workout you know uh those are all things like going on in my mind as a student and I'm like okay am I supposed to feel like this is this part of like so yeah just wanted to give you like a little insight <laughs> if,
2: if, if you're if you're feeling dumb after say 48 or 78 hours 72 hours after your last workout that's yeah. way too much volume. If your recovery, if your recovery process is very, very good, now let's say let's put it this way: if you're able to do glutes, say on a Monday, mm-hmm. and you come back, you come back in on a Wednesday, and you're you're stiff and you're you've got you still have pain there. That's your body telling you: listen, I haven't recovered yet.
0: Mm.
2: So, like yeah, when I'd we say mentioned...
0: Monday to Thursday is like perfect amount of time in between yeah. leg like sessions. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then like shoulders and back, those side by side are fine. Like that split works. <laughs> Um, but the t- these two past days have, it, it was a little, <laughs> I, was, I was pushing it.
2: <laughs> and I think that, I think the reason why your body's getting away too much at the moment is because you ain't taking those main sets to complete an utter failure. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that if you were, you wouldn't be doing the amount of volume you're doing now. Whereas mm-hmm. if you take that muscle to complete an utter failure, like, it's just like, you literally I'm going in here and when it starts to burn. That's only the start of the set. So I'm going to push past that. I'm going to try and give it five or six. So it's, it's like that. It's like that winner's mentality that I'm going to get over that line no matter what. That's what you need to do when you're in that set. And it's like, oh my God, this is really, really burning. But before you rack that weight, be honest with yourself. Can I get another four or five? Like if someone, if someone was telling me, shouting at me, like, say, come on, you can get an extra four or five. You you will you will do it, but don't get comfortable in a set. This is that's because you're, you're you're literally leaving gains on the table. Now you won't be able to do this when you're starting cutting down. So because you're in an off season now, and you're strong now, and you're in cre- your food is high. This is the this is the perfect time to go in and break down that muscle as much as you can because you won't be able to do that now in the next couple of weeks. So take advantage of it now while the food is high. The food is high. That. A, it, because if you do too much volume what's going to happen is eventually that's going to catch up on you and your appetite is going to increase because your, your, your energy output is too high. You want to mm-hmm. reduce your energy output. So when you do strip down to lows last weeks, your body's actually ready for that. It's not going to be like a big massive shock. Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm reducing my food. I'm actually used to this because I've been doing lower volume. It's just now just adjusting the food and nothing's going to change. I'm still going to feel relatively good. Whereas if you go from one, stressful situation and you're you're on such amounts of food and you bring it down your body's actually trying to catch up with you it's like oh my god like i'm not actually enjoying this i used to do high volume now you're asking me to do low volume like i'm not used to this so get used to it now so when it comes into those uh when it comes into those phase the next six six or six eight weeks your body's gonna be ready for it
0: so when in terms of like when you're saying going to muscular failure am i not if my rep range or target is let's say two and i have like three more in am i just supposed to like continue like for example if, hip thrust?
2: yeah Go if ahead. you're going for if you're going for strength which is yeah. going to be like your your main exercises yeah i, w- I would make sure you're, you're you're hitting a rep range between eight and 12 reps for one set that's it one set so let's say whatever weight you're doing now for a two repper or a three repper i would take another 20 percent off that bar and I would mm-hmm. aim for a good eight to twelve reps, but I'd make sure you're taking the failure. Failure to me is when your whole body is shaking, your legs are shaking. You're 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 not just focusing on the eccentric part of the lift. You're focusing on the concentric part of the lift as well. So the strongest, but you might be strong pushing the weight up, but how strong are you lowering the weight down? You're going to be a lot stronger on the way down. So that's when you need to say, right, okay, I've got more in the tank here. So instead of just putting the bar on the ground. I'm going to really challenge myself here and I'm going to see what I can actually do. And that's how you, that's how growth appears a lot faster.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not un t- not doing tons of volume in the gym.
0: I mean, I prefer that. I prefer less volume. <laughs> so that's music. Know, that's music to my ears. I know, I know,
2: I know, I know. <laughs>
0: Like if because, in my head, I'm like, okay, if I have to do 10 of these, like I'm going to die. But like, if I just have to see how much I can do with like eight or even like four, I'm i I'm good with that.
2: <laughs> but I'll give you, an, I'll give you another example. Let's say you're, let's say you're doing a leg press and let's say you had like, say, I don't know, maybe 200 pounds on, on the, on the machine. And let's say you at the very, very first that you go all in and you do mm-hmm. 10 reps. You go all, you went to complete another failure. And let's say you do German volume training. As I said, the very, very first set you went all out. Your legs are shaking, and I ask you to go back in and do the exact same way. Two minutes later, I guarantee you you won't get ten reps. You won't even get past mm-hmm. six reps because your legs are already fatigued. So yep. what's the point in going? What's the point going back in and do it again? You've already failed on the first set.
0: For sure. So like I, yesterday I, I, when I was doing the the sumo deadlifts, right? I had five sets of five. By the last set, I was like, oh, let's try to go up and wait. So I went to one forty-five. I could barely squeeze three out. Like yeah. I couldn't lift the bar. I just couldn't, unless I wanted to fall over and like, you know what I mean? Like I physically couldn't. <laughs> so I was like, that's my max. And I was like, three all I got unless I want to injure myself, which thing, you, you know, there's that <laughs> don't want to do that. <laughs> but that's, like, that's... and I tried to push that same weight last, last week. I, I mean, I beat the weight of last week, but my inner thighs were so sore which is a great. I mean, like, love it. Um, this time I wasn't, as, I wasn't sore, but like, to your point, it's like finding, okay, if I, if five's my target and I only get to three, like, is that, if that's my failure point, do I just, that's, that's okay. Yeah. yeah
2: that's your failure point. But you, okay. but you, but you need, you should be always picking a way where you can definitely get it between an eight and 12 reps on that exercise. And then when it comes to your isolation movements, you could probably go for 12 to 20 reps. Like all mm-hmm. your, you should have, you should have different rep ranges for each exercise. So for yeah. your big, massive, your big, massive compound lifts, I will always favor between eight and 12. When it comes to isolation, we can go a little bit higher because you're, you're just working for blood pump, uh, for blood flow and for pretty much a pump. That's all you're looking for. So you're just trying to get the muscle as pumped as much as possible. But when it comes to strength, re, like to strength and power, There's a big, massive difference between hypertrophy and if you're working to do powerlifting. Powerlifting is around from one to five. We're not powerlifters. We're we're bodybuilders.
1: That's her her only power move, and that's the lowest reps that she has, just for the record. So she's doing five five sets of five on that exercise. Everything else is more the rep ranges that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: I would say make sure if if you're doing that kind of setup, don't do it on both days. Just do it for one day. So let's say you are doing a strength-based program. Do it, say, on the Monday, and then in the second day, you come in and do hamstrings again. Don't do the the same setup. Do something completely different. Because what you're doing is you're actually telling the body, listen, I'm doing something completely different, or the body's actually going to get used to what you're actually doing. So you should be saying, right, I have workout A is going to be like more focused on strength, and I've got workout B, which is going to be focused more on hypertrophy. That's how you're going to recover a lot faster.
0: So you wouldn't put like them side by side.
2: No, definitely wouldn't have two strength days side by side. You need to make sure if you've got a really advanced strength day, you need to make sure your body has a rest the next day to get you ready for a prime and ready for the next day.
0: Now, if so, you're like, doing sumo deadlifts, should have their own week, like not even, their own day. <laughs> but I, like, that's sumo, that's... like sumo deadlifts back to back with barbell RDLs, like those two side by side are okay.
2: It depends on what your recovery process is like. If you're if you're getting stronger on both exercises, then I would I would say yeah, everybody's different. But if you're yeah. weaker on one and you're getting stronger on the other, then that's a sign where you need to break them up. Okay. So li- listen to your body. If you're if you're if you're getting stronger on both and there's mm-hmm. no issues, but if you're getting strong on one and the other one is taking a massive, massive hit and you're actually getting weaker in that movement, well, then I would just split them up, just have one day more hip thrust the next day so let's say two days later go for more to squat or wherever it is you will see the difference on both days you'll see mm-hmm. the difference that's all you need and your recovery process will increase massively okay But listen to your body listen if your body says listen no i can actually do this if you're taking uh,
0: the
2: muscle to failure and the weight is going up and you're getting stronger and as i said your recovery is getting a lot better than by all means, keep doing it. Because you know better than I did because it's your buddy.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's hard to say uh, because what I think is like muscle failure and then also like, like for example, when I get tired and I'm doing barbell RDLs, I'll sometimes mm. like bail out and use like my back or, you know what I mean? So it's like, do I want to compromise form? No, um, but I also need to be honest about like, am I be, am I able to like functionally do this? do these reps at this yeah. volume right after i just did a really hard lift <laughs> yeah and, you
2: I, I, and like if you, yeah and especially for like a barbell. let's say you're doing a barbell stiff deadlift or something like that like yeah. if you're going from one extreme which is going to be a really really heavy movement like say it's um a hip thrust like when it comes to like a stiff deadlift unless you're unless you lift that bar off the ground with immaculate form i mean immaculate form Mm-hmm. Then I would pretty much be very, very careful because you could snap something up very, very quickly. So you want to make sure are you lowering the bar correctly? Are you can are you squeezing the bar on the way up? Like how are you actually contracting the muscle? If you're working the hamstring, if you're working the glutes, how are you initiating the glute and the hamstring as you bring the weight weight up? So as you come up and you drive your hip forward, are you getting a full squeeze on the glute? Are you getting a full squeeze in the hamstring or is the lower back coming into play? So when we talked at when we talked at the very, very beginning about Safety around the exercises. This is the perfect Mm -hmm. example. Say, okay, I'm going down. I'm feeling the muscle. I'm feeling the stretch. So all I need to do now is initiate the hip on the way up. Push the hip forward. That's where I'm going to get the hip drive. That's where I'm going to feel the hamstring and the glute. If I come up too much and hyperextend my back, then my my lower back is going to get affected, and that Mm -hmm. that that'll Mm -hmm. hinder you going forward.
0: For sure. And then you're out for like a couple days. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's not worth it. No. So it's all that makes Definitely.
0: sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I think like what you're saying, like listening to your body and knowing when you're fatigued, like knowing that, like, okay, you just might have sometimes like shaving off a set is okay. Given that, like, you don't want to push it past the point of like, you know, something you isn't, it's not soreness. It's like, you're actually going to hurt yourself. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think Cole so, did I'm,
1: this a few weeks ago. Yeah, think so, so, I'm, to... so I'm in the process. So I'm in the process right now of lowering of lowering my low intensity cardio and uh, total training volume, and yeah. and and the way I justify lowering uh, lo- lo- lowering my uh, total working sets is it is if I beat a PR and it could be anything. It could be from from la- from last week if I if if I got an extra rep or if I was able to push a little more weight or if I was able to do the same weight and the same rep, but for five seconds longer, if I'm timing my sets Um, or maybe just the same, or maybe just the same workout, but with less rest between sets. Still, I'm like, if I, if I gave myself one or two wins during the workout, that's a sign that I'm not losing any muscles and I'm taking progress pictures and posing every single workout to make sure that everything's balanced properly. Um, if, If everything looks good there, then, 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 why not? It's like, why would I do, why, why would I do three more sets of squats? I normally would, but um, we're, we're not, we're not focusing on that anymore. It's we're, we're cutting right now. That's for, that, that's, that's for building muscle.
2: <laughs> yeah, correct. Yep, hundred percent agree.
1: Cool, cool. So to wrap up, then um, let's let let's switch let let's just switch her back from the four from the um, five days to four days, right? And have and so it'll it'll be a leg workout on monday upper body upper body and then a leg workout on thursday um and and, and and just take out some of these um overly taxing lifts and leave in the essentials so what so instead of doing uh bulgarian split squats for the glutes sumo deadlifts and barbell romanian deadlifts which she's doing at some point throughout the week one of those exercises should go
2: yeah, I, no, I, I, they don't have to go. Just separate them. That's all you need to do. Just don't put them all in the se- in, in, in the one day because that to me is just too much taxing on the central nervous system. You keep them all in. That's too much volume to do in one day. Way too much. I would mix a hamstring day, a hamstring glute day with uh, a back day. So I would do, say, four, three movements, three or four movements for the hamstrings and the glutes and maybe one movement for the back. So let's say if you are doing like a, a lift off the ground, like say some sort of variation of a deadlift, we know we can work the back on that movement. So you could you could definitely initiate the lower back and the hamstrings and glutes on that day. So that will actually hit the back. Um and then on another day, then you could focus more on um you're pretty much you're you're not you're taking the lower back out of it completely. So no, no squats, no stand-up squats, maybe just do a hip thrust maybe do a leg press so your lower back's completely taken out of it. So I would rather focus – I would rather see Chrissy focus on one day is primarily standing up and doing, like, um, compound lifts and really focusing on that foundation, focusing on that uh, building that strength. And then on the other day, we focus on still leg movements, but everything's going to be all sitting down or lying down.
1: So legs should be on Monday and Thursday, upper body yep. during the middle of the week yeah but have let's let's have thursday be legs and back so like upper back and then yeah. and actually no, do she doesn't need to do any upper back she, she she's in the bikini category her back's plenty thick enough and so, it's, so-,
2: it's, it's, so you're, what you need to do is you, you need to focus more on shoulders and the glute area Uh mm-hmm. you want to get more volume in so uh yeah so i would do monday and a thursday is going to be a glute focused and a shoulder focused workout and then the two days in between, you'll have m- more of a push session. So it will be focused more on the like the, the, uh, sh- the shoulders, the chest, the triceps, and um, maybe some calves or something like that. And then on the on the back day, it's just focused more on just like say rows and pull downs and stuff like that. So again, on those two days in between, we don't want any standing movements. We don't want any movements that's going to affect the lower back because we want to save that energy for when we're back in the gym and towards doing legs again.
1: Right. Okay. So, so I, so I have Monday and Thursday, both as being, uh both as being glute focus. I mean, all, overall legs, but specifically glutes. Uh, yeah. The only problem that I see is if she's doing shoulder on both those days, then I, I would rather her do shoulders on Tuesday personally and have that be a, 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 yeah. more of a push workout. Yeah. And then, um, and then add in some pulling shoulder exercises on Thursday. So then she's not yeah. doing too much pressing. Okay. So Mon. so Monday she's got legs with no pressure on the lower back. Writing that down. And then Tuesday is going to be a full blown uh, push bodybuilding workout, essentially uh, very yeah. shoulder focused and very little chest focused. Um, yeah. Wednesday, that leaves open for some auxiliary work it looks like. And then Thursday is legs uh, with back and then rear deltoids. And I'm thinking like um, upright rows, side laterals, and then have her do more uh, pulling shoulder exercises on Thursday. That would probably balance Yeah,
2: Yeah, and then all you need to do then is just have you, you and Chrissy have a conversation about how many sets and reps and exercises you're gonna do. And just basically come up with an idea between the two of you and make sure that first of all, Chrissy is happy with the volume. She's happy with what she's doing. She's making progress at what she's doing. And then everything
1: should be okay. Yeah. I like how this splits looking too. It's 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 an art because everybody and, and, and Chrissy, this is like how 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 bodybuilders write plans versus how um someone like in your line of work writes, writes plans is I'm thinking of I'm, I'm I'm thinking of a shape that we're trying to achieve. And how can we and and, and how and how can we build and work and and and, and fit and address mu- and address muscle imbalances. But make them all fit within four days in a way that you can recover as fast as you can from se- from from day to day so yeah,
2: like, look- uh, sorry, sorry. yeah. colt on those um on those glute days are you are you adding in like any glute back or sorry yeah glue back kicks or something like that are you adding in anything like that kickback sorry sorry
0: yep are you adding them in yeah perfect yeah
2: i said that, that that's um that i would add them in on both days. i do feel
0: kickbacks a lot and it's funny when yeah. you talk about like a writing programs like when i write programs for my clients like oh, there's certain clients that just steer the ship right like i still will like hey <laughs> I'll, I'll sequence according right but like for the most part their personality is so strong that i'm able to like just work with them <laughs> and <laughs> and it works for them because they enjoy doing it and the best workout you're gonna do is the one that you're gonna do consistently exactly, yeah. and you're gonna see yeah, results yeah. So yeah. it is like you're, you're saying like there's there's an art to it, but then there's also like a collaboration to it of like, how can we make this the most effective for for where you're at right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. You
1: think you think that I work out the way that I do right now and eat the way that I do because I was coached to do it. I, it's it's been yeah. it's been all of you. That I'm, that I'm just like, <laughs> OK, what's the deal with eating this, this and this? huh and then i try it I'm like wow no I, f- I feel better the more i eliminate too okay what what what, what you, you don't you don't drink coffee well why like you don't drink caffeine or why hmm, okay and 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 it's if if you, if if you if if you if if you i think as soon as you let go of your pride and you just realize that you have something to learn from everybody then that's when your life starts changing for the better
2: <laughs> can i can i say something here um chrissy how are you fixed on training on the weekends or do you have to train like monday to friday
0: uh, no, I'm open to we used to train Monday, Tuesday, take a break on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and that was like like the more space I find like I'm stronger when I do do that.
2: yeah that's what I was gonna say. I if if I was your coach, I'd be saying like listen, train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Monday is gonna be a leg session. And Saturday's going to be a leg session. I love that. That idea. means every every four days, every four days you're going to be training legs. Okay. Because I, I think I think because when you think about it, Monday, Tuesday, what what did we say last time? What was it? Monday, Tuesday off, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday.
0: Yeah,
2: you're getting two day. You're getting two days off at the weekend, and you're back in on Monday. I think a longer I think a longer stretch in between these days, that's when you're gonna get a lot stronger. I think every four days you're training that, that that means every four days you're training that muscle part again. Mm-hmm. So, so you so that means your recovery process is gonna be a lot faster. 100 percent That's the way I would structure it. Do like a leg session on a Monday, do a push session on a Tuesday, come back in, do a back session on a Thursday and then come back in and do a glute focused there uh, session on the Saturday but make sure on those two days that you do like the push and the pull make sure you're not doing anything for your lower back you're not jeopardizing your lower back it's just all like rowing movements pull down movements easy stuff yeah, you can just get hand. yeah don't do don't don't affect your back cuz you want to keep that lower back strong for your for your for your glute days
1: And you know what's really convenient is right after this we're having our weekly check-in. Yeah. <laughs> and and so now that we have the outline and the skeleton figured out, then putting together the rest of the rest of the uh putting putting together the rest of the pieces of the puzzle is gonna be cake. Absolutely. Right, happy days. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love what you're saying on that too, with having a rest day in the middle of the week too. Um and that's um something that we've gone so far as to take out the days of the week within the plans and just say these are your four workouts for the week. Get them done on whatever yeah. days uh you can you can get them done on, <laughs> you know, and if you need a rest day in the yeah. middle, take a rest day. Yeah, perfect. yep So, yeah, sounds like a plan. Great. Well, Mark, thank you so very much again for your time, your expertise, yeah. and for staying up late. now that you're probably going to bed right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bed right now, I am. I am Where's dead it?
0: Good night, Mark. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> I wish you I wish you all the best, Christian. I hope you do well. But I'll be talking to you. I'll be talking thank to you, you very soon. Don't I mean.
1: but I hope, I hope yeah, it hope goes all good. well. Absolutely,
2: good.
1: it will. All right, she's she's, our- she's gonna win. She's in good hands.
2: Yes,
1: I know she is. She is. All right, later, guys. later, <laughs> guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Cole. Hey, everybody! Thank you so much for joining us for this entire episode. If you found this helpful or entertaining, please share this with a friend thank you so much for helping us grow the channel organically. We really, really appreciate all the ratings, the reviews, whatever you guys got for us. We want to keep this being your number one source of entertainment, education, inspiration to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. Thank you so much again. God bless you. We'll catch you on episode 156.